Good evening, and welcome to Our Big Table. There won't be an interview in this week's episode or any other special segments, but we will play 20 questions and find out who won the Golden Chair Award this week. So, Sarah, um, yes, your headphones that you used during the recording of our Big Table podcast. They broke. Yeah, what, what happened to them? Um, honestly, I don't know what happened to them, but one of the ears, you couldn't hear out of it, and you could only hear out of one ear. I hate when that happens. Yeah, that's the worst. They're just half as good that way. I'd say even less than half as good. But fortunately, we were able to fix it. Yeah, we soldered the wires to a thing with like the metal that you heat up and all that so instead of just buying a new headphone i went ahead i I was looking online for for new headphones and i saw that a soldering kit cost less than the headphones did so i went ahead and bought a soldering kit and i bought some replacement plugs because i think what was wrong with the headphones was the cord that connected to the plug had somehow been jiggled or damaged or something so that the wire was loose so then we snipped off the plug um, stripped off the plastic to expose the wires, and they weren't just regular wires, right, Sarah? Yes. Tell us about them. They were covered with paint that we had to burn off with like a blowtorch thing. Yeah, and then after burning it off, we kind of sanded it a little bit to make sure the carbon was off. And yeah, it was interesting. Yeah, and then we used the soldering kit to put solder to attach them to the replacement plug, and I've never done soldering before so that was my first time to solder something sarah is it your first time to ever solder anything yes it was really weird there was this wire stuff that you had to melt and it was really malleable like it felt like clay the metal did you mean yeah it was really squishy and weird cool yeah but then once you melted it it became liquidy we actually had a hard time getting the solder to stick to the wire because the solder is supposed to hold the metal fibers of the wire to the metal attachment part of the plug but for some reason it it wouldn't stick to it really good it just kept dripping off eventually we figured it out maybe someone who knows how to solder better could give us some advice or maybe we'll start watching youtube a little bit yeah yes sarah right after we fixed your headphones oh yeah so i was plugging in my headphones to my ipad and I was like, oh, it finally works after all these weeks. And so then I was about to walk away, but my foot got tangled in the wire and my iPad fell and it smashed. And the entire screen is just filled with cracks. And this is like my only working electronics, so that's pretty sad. You don't have a phone? I mean, I do. I just, first of all, I can't find it. And second of all, the battery is pretty much completely broken like you'll charge it up to 100 and then it'll take three minutes to die sarah i know how to replace batteries yeah that's right archer did that in his phone. yeah so i have i have this nice iphone 5s which has served me a good three years now it has been amazing i've taken pretty good care of it i'd like to say well um, at one point though something broke on it right so about two years in um, I noticed that the top of the screen started lifting off the whole frame. And um, firstly, that means the glue bond that keeps that in the frame 
is starting to break and then something is also pushing it up. And I was like, what is this? And it turns out with iPhone 5Ss and some other phones, um, the batteries can get inflated. And like when they get old, you mean? Right. So they start dying and it, it's not necessarily if it gets old, like you can have uh-huh. a good battery that lasts forever, but some batteries just start inflating. And if you puncture a hole in that by pressing down on it, it can like blow up your phone. You mean like it leaks under your phone or something? Right. I don't know. Huh, it okay. didn't happen to me, okay. but apparently that's what could have happened. So we ordered a cell phone repair kit and that took me uh two or about two days and one day worth of crying over my inability to work on it. Yeah, I remember you were really concerned about doing it right because I don't think you'd had it that long when um, that happened. I I just value this phone a lot. Like, it's a nice phone, and I really didn't want to see it get broken. I think you asked if I could uh, take it to a repair place, but I looked online, and to replace the battery, it was something like $70 or $80, maybe even more than that, to have it done but you could buy a new battery for a fraction of that. So I said, why don't you just, instead of spending all that money on fixing your phone, Archer, because I think we got the phone for like $110. Um, yeah, yeah, that's like, about how much. So basically, you might as well just buy a new phone at that point, but then we found the cheaper batteries. But you were really nervous about doing it. I remember that. You worried you are going to break your phone. I, I was. I don't know how phones work internally. <laughs> and then... We took care of it, and it was fine, and my phone is undamaged, kind of. We accidentally broke off a plastic piece on oh, the yeah, top. Oh, yeah, tiny, tiny little piece of it, yeah. That was because the frame was doing weird stuff, and... So, Sarah, Archer is a, um expert electronic device repairman now, and now you are, too. Well, we're, we're headphone fixing, yeah. battery replacing. But with my phone, I feel like I might as well just get a new one because it's so old. You can't really get very many apps on it because it says, oh, this requires the iOS 10 or later. And it doesn't even have any storage, so I couldn't get the apps anyway. So I feel like I might as well just get a new phone. So the iPhone 5S is, in my opinion, like an amazing phone. I think that's what she has, Archer. Is, Is it? I'm pretty sure it's that kind. I don't know. Anyway, I like the iPhone 5S too. When I got the new uh, Galaxy, I think I have a Galaxy 9. I really don't like the Galaxy 9 very much. It's not a great phone. We're we're not sponsored by Apple or anything. Yeah. These are just our genuine opinions. Like well, Apple makes, in I my opinion. I don't think they would care enough to sponsor oh, us. Oh, yeah, but in my I opinion, Samsung Apple... wants us to be bad mouthed products. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I had the stupid Samsung for, I think, a week and I dropped it and shattered the glass. Yeah. And it was, like 250 bucks or something to replace it. So I put some car windshield repair stuff on it and then some epoxy at some point to stop the screen from cracking more. And then I've just put one of those screen protectors on it to stop it from falling apart. And I've been using it that way for, I guess, at least a year. Maybe it's probably been about a year, maybe a year and a half at this point. I feel like it's been more than a year. Yeah, maybe it has. It's been a while. Time flies pretty quick. But uh, yeah, I definitely will not be getting a beveled edge phone like this if i can find something else anyway so the ipad uh with the broken screen do you know how much it costs to replace that screen i don't know how much it costs to replace the screen but i got that ipad for like only 70 dollars well i know you got it used yeah it's used yeah i got it for my birthday oh did you yes that's right i remember this because we were looking at them 
and you were looking at oh, different yeah. ones. Yeah, I was and looking then... at iPads, and then my Kindle has a thing where it's auto-buy. It's one click to buy, and so I accidentally pressed that. Like, it was completely an accident, and it just, like, bought it, and it's like, wait a minute, no. Yeah, and then that was your gift. You yeah. Bought it. But it's um, been so a good working. iPad. Yeah, you've used it a ton. It seems to last pretty well. So what's it going to cost us to fix it? I don't know. I haven't seen the price of the screen repair kit. Yeah, my mom was saying something like like $17 maybe, something like that. But hopefully it's not a whole lot more than that or at some point you should buy a new one, but I th- I think we can I think we can fix it. Okay, well, that was our adventures in fixing electronics. Anything else going on with you this week, Archer? This week or that happened this week? Yeah, that yeah, that's right. That happened last week. On Friday, I go to Magic the Gathering um, booster yeah, draft. Yeah, last time that you told us about this, you won all three rounds of Magic. How'd right. you do this time? This time, I did a horrible. <laughs> so I built the deck, and I lost my first two rounds, just zero to both of them. Okay. And in my third round, I won two games, and I was very happy. I won the third round, okay. but I didn't win any others So you beat the other one. double losers? Right. Nice. Nice yeah, way to beat yeah. down to the double losers. And I got two booster packs out of it. Um, Wait, the two booster packs, those are just the ones you get that you buy when you sign no, up, right? No, so um, for every single win that you get, you get a booster pack. And then doing better and better gets you more bonus booster packs. So, for instance, if you um, win your first game, you're guaranteed two booster packs. And then if you win the next game, game you're guaranteed not only four but like five as well because you beat the winner of the winner and then on and on and on so that's why i got so many booster packs and the promo pack the last time that you won right because so this time all you got was two booster packs right so you know mediocre but in booster draft you open up three booster packs the second booster pack that i opened you're guaranteed a rare in every single pack and some rares are kind of like mediocre and it's just like eh, that's not worth a lot like maybe less than a dollar. The second pack I opened was Oko Thief of Crowns, which is worth $35. Wait a minute. So did you walk right up and sell it right then? Uh, Basically, like right after I finished my three rounds, I was just like, yep, here you go. And then I sold it for $35. In store credit? Yep. And then I got some nice stuff from that. Oh, but nice. So you spent $14 to play? $14 to play. Got $35 worth out of it, so net gain of uh, $21. And of course, that was store credit, so another way to put it is you were able to buy $35 worth of stuff for $14. Right. Yeah. Cool. That's great. You got that just in the starting thing. Yeah. Lucky Archer. Yeah. Just think if you would have actually won. The two packs that I opened up, um, one of them contained a rare and you're only allowed to have four of any one type of card in a deck and it, i opened up a rare that i have like six of and i'm just like ah I, like i've just been amassing and it's a good card but you can only have four in a deck so there's no point in having more than four so do you sell those two uh it's worth like 50 cents oh, okay so it's not that rare no hmm. well someday you're gonna have to explain to us the economics of magic the gathering cards because i have a hard time understanding some cards are worth more than others well how much does a booster pack cost like what five bucks or something um they're around three bucks each okay so how a three dollar 
booster pack could be worth twenty one dollars. It just seems it doesn't make sense to me. Unless of course they're just trying to get you to buy lots of booster packs, knowing that some of them could have a twenty one dollar item. I mean, they're all pieces of paper. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I guess so are those little green pieces of paper that some people carry around in their wallets with pictures of presidents on them. Yeah, I suppose so. But yeah, so it it's in the eye of the beholder. Maybe next time you can prepare something and you know why some cards are worth something and so forth. And why there are some rare cards that it's just like that is why would they even make that rare card? It's never going to be useful ever. And it's just like that there are common cards that are explicitly better in every single way imaginable than this rare. So why'd you make it a rare? And yet people will pay a lot for it? No. Not if they're not good cards? If they're not good. Yeah. Oko Thief of Crowns is an amazing card. You pay four mana, which is relatively cheap. Like most cards cost four four mana. And then it has this... It is a planeswalker, which means it has like a million different abilities on it that do all sorts of crazy, awesome stuff. And one of the things is um, what people call removal, which is removal is when you destroy things that your opponent has. So you can like things play things that deal damage or say, hey, remove. So this removal thing can destroy like anything. It's really good. Okay, so it's like a one shot remove what you play the one card play your four mana and then you get to remove one of your opponents whatever you want almost yeah basically it's got some limitations but otherwise yeah and then it also has other effects on top of that like in fact it's so powerful that currently it is banned (laughs) like you besides formats that allow it you cannot play it like booster draft like you're allowed to play with anything that you pull but like in standard, which is the five most recent sets, like you aren't allowed to play with it. So did you actually use it during your play then? No, I was building it. So I had already gone um, from my boost first round of drafting. I got a couple of good cards that are meant for a different set of colors. And so pulling that card was two completely different colors than what I was currently Wait using. Wait a minute. Did you open the pack and you were the first one to see it or did someone actually pass it to nope, you? Nope. I was the first one to open that pack. Oh, okay. So you open a pack and then you take stuff from it and then you open the next pack. Right. Take- so you, how it works is you open a pack, you take one card out of it, pass the rest of the cards to the next person. And of yeah. course, I'm not going to pass a $35 card. Right. Yeah. I was going to say, how could but, that have happened? So... Anyways, okay. Like I was building something else and I saw this and it's just like, well, I can't use it, but it's $35. Now we're going to play 20 questions. This week we are joined by Gregory Valencic, which is me and Sarah's cousin and my dad's nephew. Gregory, thanks for joining us today on our podcast. All right, Archer, could you explain the rules of 20 questions to Gregory? Gregory, in 20 questions, it's you, Sarah, and my dad all on one team, and you're trying to find the answer that I have in my head. You have 20 yes or no questions. I'll probably drop a few hints here and there, but for the most part, it'll be on you guys. 
So Gregor, could you introduce yourself first? Tell us your name and how old you are and favorite ice cream flavor? Yeah, something about yourself. Uh well, I'm Gregory Valentic and I am eleven and I guess I like Legos. What's your favorite ice cream flavor? Uh chocolate chip. Or mint chocolate chip. Mint chocolate chip? Yeah. I don't like mint in a lot of things. Mint mint's okay in some things, but I've just never really liked it in ice cream. But okay. you do? Yeah. Do you like mint in other things? No. Only in ice cream? Yeah. So you don't like mint bubble gum? No. Okay. Dad, you can go first this time. I've been going first a lot lately. Okay, I'll go first. So, your small hint for today is this is a person. Ooh, a person. Okay. your 20 questions begins with you, Jonathan. For my first question, is this person alive? No, this person is not living. Gregory, you get to ask the second question. Were they in any famous movies? They were in some famous movies, but this is not what they're famous for. Good question, Gregory. All right, Sarah. Do you got any ideas for the next question for Sarah, Gregory? Oh, wait, am I going? No, no, but if you've got a suggestion for Sarah, she's sitting here kind of looking confused, so you could give her a suggestion. I need help. What do you mean? Um, this person, did they live in the United States? This person has never lived in the United States. Okay, it's back to me. All right, Gregory, so what do we know so far? This person is... Not living. Not living. They were in a movie, or a character of them was in a movie. Well, so maybe they themselves are a character. So they played themselves in the movie? Oh, I'm confused now. So so were you saying... Archer, just tell us yes or no, because... Yeah, we, I'm, I'm confused, because... Um, we don't want you to do another thing where you so tell us they the are neither living wrong. nor... Not living. They are neither living or dead. Okay. They are in the state of in-betweenness. But the point being that um, they're in a movie, and my question was, is it actually the person in a movie that is a human being playing a role or like a horse? So I guess it's not a horse because it's <laughs> then it wouldn't be a person. Um, so a living thing has not portrayed them in a movie. Okay. So this person has never lived in the United States. They are not currently living, and they have been in a movie. They also have never lived. Oh, Archer just gave us a clue. They've never lived. Okay. Oh, so so they're a fictional character. Yeah, it could be fictional, um, or it could be a ghost or something like that. Was this person a soldier or a Navy man or somehow um, involved in a military? Well, that would imply that he was living or once living. Well, or what, like, was his character? You're saying like a G.I. Joe? Yeah, like that. Or um, No, he is not in, this character is not involved with the military. Gotcha. Okay. Gregory, it's up to you. Um, were they in a cartoon? Yes, yes, they were in a cartoon. In fact, that is what they're famous for. Yeah, nice guess, Gregory. Did this person have an animal or animal-like sidekick? It is not a sidekick, but this person does own an animal. Hmm. 
person owns that an like animal. goes with him on adventures no so a sidekick implies that he's like in every single episode and he's like there and he's helping out and stuff but no it's like a pet he has a pet Okay, so it's not like Pikachu and Ash. Nope, not like that. <laughs> like Mickey Mouse has that dog Pluto. Exactly, exactly. Okay, but Mickey Mouse is... Would, Gregory, would you consider Mickey Mouse a person? I would. You okay. could ask if it was like a real, like actual person or if it was like an animal. Oh, I see. Archer, is this character a human being? No, it is not a human being. Okay. It is something else that portrays human-like qualities. Gregory, you're up. Oh, was the cartoon made by the Warner Brothers? No, it was not made by the Warner Brothers. Archer, is this a Disney character? It is not a Disney character either. Oh, man. It's probably Pixar. Well, Pixar is Disney. Oh. Well, I, Is it? I mean, Pixar is fully owned by Disney, but I guess Archer could maybe not be grouping things that way nope it's not related to disney in any way i don't think so we need to think of a character that was not warner brothers and that was not disney well there's the hanna barbera should i ask about that one gregory what do you think or do you know of any other cartoon characters i don't know of any others really what do you think sarah should i nail that down confirm it's one of the hanna barbera i don't i don't know what that is oh hanna barbera go ahead gregory what were you saying I don't know what it is either. Hanna-Barbera was like Yogi Bear. That's the one that I know the best from Hanna-Barbera. There was also some kind of a race car guy. Um, A lot of the Hanna-Barbera ones were pretty dumb, so it's hard to really remember them that well. You might try and figure out when it was popular. Is that a hint, Archer? It is a hint. Was this character... Something that you could see on TV before I was born in 1977. It was not around in 1977. So it's fairly new. Hey, Gregory, you're up. Was it made by Nickelodeon? It was made by Nickelodeon. Is this SpongeBob? Oh, I guess it is. Whoa, Whoa, SpongeBob. Nice. I thought of that because I just came from watching an episode of SpongeBob. It was the camping episode. That's unfortunate for me. (laughs) Wow, what are the chances? Yeah, that really threw my plans right out. Anyways, Nickelodeon is not uh, Disney and not that other thing you were saying. Hanna-Barbera or Warner Brothers. Or Warner Brothers. It is Nickelodeon. SpongeBob has won a ton of awards. And it's a great show. It is a great show, in my opinion. It is labeled... According to the Wikipedia, as comedy, surreal comedy, and slapstick. So it's very much a comedy show. Hey, Gregory. Yeah. Gregory, do you know what slapstick means? No. It's overly exaggerated comedy and stuff, like somebody getting hit with a giant hammer and then still living. Like, it's clear they weren't supposed to live, but like. Well, the comedy is physical comedy. So it's based on somebody tripping or somebody getting slapped, like Mm -hmm. the Three Stooges. Where you'd have um, Mo would slap Curly and Larry all the time, mm-hmm. um, or people would trip, or like Charlie Chaplin would walk into things. It's physical comedy. Right. That's Three Stooges is a very good example because it's always got like the wow, and they like the pole nose and the kick on the butt and stuff. Um, hey Gregory, can you make us some Three Stooges noises? What? Can you make some Three Stooges noises? 
No. Do you know who the Three Stooges are? The what? The Three Stooges? No. Whoa. Okay. We're going to have to have you watch the Three Stooges. Okay. You can ask your parents to put that on for you. It's an old movie from, I mean, gosh, it was black and white. It was well before I was born. It was um, a movie, and then it was a TV yeah, show, TV and then shows. there was another movie made. It was black and white and stuff. But anyway, SpongeBob SquarePants. Um, basically, everyone knows who SpongeBob SquarePants is. He has perforated every form of media imaginable. If you look at memes on Are the- Are you saying perforated because he's got lots of holes in him? There we go. That would be more false. Uh, what's the word? Like maybe maybe you went permeated, permeated, which is also funny because sponges, you know, water absorbs into sponges; it permeates into them. That was not my intention. Yeah, but perforate absolutely. means to. I think perforates like punching a bunch of holes in something. Anyways, so if you look at memes on the internet, he is in every other joke. He has become an icon in, in language arts class. If you're looking for a subject, you can almost always find SpongeBob as a fake character. SpongeBob has become so iconic in the film industry as this hugely successful comedy cartoon, and it's still going around today. Why do you think it's so popular? Firstly, it's good. It's extremely well-made. It's consistently good there aren't episodes where it's just like oh, that was kind of mediocre it's got new ideas coming out and what else gregory sarah what are some other reasons you think spongebob is so good because it uses lots of different forms of media i remember spongebob got sick one day and so he went to the doctor, and it was like a real-life hand holding a real dried sponge. Yeah, <laughs> they do funny. that a lot in that show. Gregory, do you have any reason you think SpongeBob is so popular? I mean, you kind of whiffed in them all. What's your favorite SpongeBob episode, Gregory? I haven't really seen a lot of it. You should. Mine is probably the one where Squidward Tentacles, which is kind of seen as like, the side character that hates everything SpongeBob does this is like the adult version of a person in the show. He claims he doesn't like this really famous thing called the Krabby Patty. And SpongeBob oh, makes yeah. a couple and he tries to get him to eat it. And Squidward finally eats it. And he's just like, ah, nasty. But secretly, he absolutely loves it. And so later on, he tries to sneak into the freezer. He's no, like, he sneaks into the Krabby Patty vault. He tries to sneak into the Krabby Patty vault, and SpongeBob shows up. He's just like, why are you here, Squidward? And Squidward's just like, oh, no reason, SpongeBob. Yeah, then Squidward's been stuffing his face, so now he's like humongous. Right. He's got, it all goes to his thighs. Okay, Archer, let's get some facts about SpongeBob. When some was it first produced? It was in development in 1996 after Rocco's Modern Life was canceled. Nickelodeon held a preview for the series in the United States on May 1st, 1999, after the 1999 Kids' Choice Awards. So after that big event, they've just kept pumping them out. Okay. I um, heard that it was made by a sea life biologist. It was. Stephen Hillenberg, the creator of SpongeBob, was originally a marine life biologist. 
Before creating SpongeBob SquarePants, Steven Hillenberg taught marine biology to the visitors of Ocean Institute. Okay, how many episodes of SpongeBob have there been made? Not enough. Great question. Some people would say too many, but I say not enough. A grand total of 204 episodes have been produced. Have they wow. all have they all aired? Yeah, that's the number of episodes that have actually aired. Do you have any idea how much money it's made? Eight billion dollar a year. What? SpongeBob wow. has grown into a nearly eight billion dollars a year for wow, Nickelodeon. Like, you mean so, how does it make eight billion dollars? Is it because of advertising or what? Are they still making episodes? Yep. Oh good. Yeah. I guess at eight billion dollars a year, you'll keep making a few more. Um, and I don't think SpongeBob's salary is going up much, so um, <laughs> <laughs> maybe he's going to renegotiate his contract. Right, try and get some higher benefits. Can you make the noise, uh, the voice from one of the characters? Arg, SpongeBob, me boy. SpongeBob's laugh. <laughs> Something like that. Silly Squidward. How does Patrick Star sound like? Patrick Starr? Mm. Who are you calling a pinhead, pinhead? <laughs> I will find that Krabby Patty secret formula and other stuff. Okay. All right. Well, thanks, Archer. SpongeBob's certainly a beloved cartoon. Oh, I, yeah. I like watching it anyway. I'm still surprised that you managed to get in 11 guesses. All right. Bye, Gregory. Bye. Now, it's time for the Golden Chair Award. This award is given each week by my mom, Elizabeth Lamb, to a person that was really helpful, truly caring, or made her happy. The winner gets to sit with us in the golden chair at our big table for that week, or at least until the next award is given. Even if you don't win the golden chair, there are plenty of seats with us at our big table, and you're always welcome to join us. So I just wanted to briefly talk about some of the people in our lives who have done lovely things this last week, starting off with our friends, the Nelsons. They have an annual Christmas Eve breakfast that they put together and invite lots of friends. They um, have marvelous food. We eat, we sing Christmas carols, and it's just a very nice time with them. And they're very loving and such wonderful people. Yeah, I, I think when we first moved to Missouri, we started going to that back when it was at their previous house. I was the swan of swimming. <laughs> you mean today you were? Yes. Do you remember going yeah. to that when you... You probably don't remember back when you I were in kindergarten. I don't know. Yeah, we've, we've been going for quite a while now. They do a great job. All right, the second is our church choir performed a lovely Sunday service. Yeah, they sounded really good. They I was I was surprised. Great. I mean, I'm what I mean by surprised is they sounded better than your typical church choir does, at least our church. What do you think, Sarah? Yes. Considering none of them are professional singers, they did a Wonderful job. There yeah. were some lovely solos. The pieces were pretty complicated, too. Yes. And then this last week, 
in the build-up to Christmas. I've been impressed with watching Sarah plan so much for things that she's wanted to give to relatives and to her friends. We did quite a bit of shopping yesterday, nothing elaborate, but just she thinks about everyone around her, and that really makes me happy. You know how much I think about people around me. (laughs) Who said that? We won't go into that. (laughs) All right. I want to say thank you to the men and women of the United States Postal Service for getting everything delivered on time that I sent out. Did they get the Tokyo treats? What are Tokyo treats? Tokyo treats is a little box of snacks. That's coming from an international source. Yeah, it gets sent from Tokyo every month. It hasn't arrived yet, and I'm not blaming post office for that one. It's just because it's so far away. Yes. Wait, Sarah, is that something that you ordered? It's something that I asked for Christmas. Oh, okay, got it. So, I would like to invite our UPS driver as our Golden Chair Award recipient. He has been here every day for the past week. And he never loses his patience with our very silly dogs who are determined to bite his tires and possibly get run over. He's always cheerful and is just a wonderful person. I'm embarrassed that I don't know his name, but I'm going to say, Mr. UPS Man, come have a seat in our golden chair at our big table. Yay, wahoo. Come on, look out, UPS driver. That's not my name. (laughs) I think he's probably proud to be the UPS man, or the UPS man. He isn't one of the UPS men. He is the UPS man. Okay. All right, thank you. I hope, Archer, that as people continue to win the Golden Chair Awards, that the UPS man is not our prime competition. Okay, thanks, Elizabeth. Farewell. Hi, this is Sarah's weekly joke. So the uh, drill sergeant is running his troops down. He's running them, doing two miles, uh, one mile pace, doing it hard. Everyone's feeling it. They're wearing heavy packs. They're going more and more and more and more distance. Finally, he gets all the soldiers to stand up and it's just like he walks right up to one of them it's like just like heaving he's just like i bet you wish you could come pee on my grave sir when i get out of the army i'm never gonna stand in another line again okay bye